Hey sis, you just pulled up to the Gentle Beauty Podcast where we get into life lessons on how to be a highly valuable woman while keeping the faith in God. So sit back, relax, and even take some notes while we drop gems on femininity, personal development, marriage, business, and holding it all together. Hey ladies, welcome back to today's gentle beauty podcast if you are new here hello i am your host shoshana israel and we are going to be tackling and discussing something that i think is um probably the most important thing on becoming a feminine asset on becoming a highly valuable woman okay and today's topic is a highly valuable woman creates routines and rituals yes a highly valuable woman creates a highly valuable woman creates routines and rituals just as a disclaimer if y'all hear me clear my 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 throat um I'm getting over something, so bear with me. If you hear the microphone move, you know, the belly is 31 weeks. So it's definitely a challenge um, <clears throat> just staying in, like, one spot. So I might just be, like, getting up, readjusting myself. So just bear with me. Take the information and hopefully use it to establish something you know good for you to elevate you to where you want to go so as I said a highly valuable woman creates routines and rituals and what the end result of this is so first of all this is going to be a two parts because I actually recorded the like the whole thing and then I was like that is way too much information I need to split this bad boy up <laughs> so I am going to be recording two parts of this, and um, I think it, it'll fit better that way. But anyway, going back to what I originally said, a, a a feminine asset is a highly valuable woman, right? If you're an asset, you have value, right? You have worth. And a lot of times, the things that are lacking in our lives to create value, um, as far as a woman, being a woman is concerned, is your lack of discipline. A valuable woman, a very a feminine asset, she is disciplined. She's disciplined. And as a woman, and as you continue to mature, right, in your age, right, as far as like maturity, as far as the age that you are, your, your physical age, and then just in different levels that you're going into your womanhood, you, you, you are going to reach certain levels of discipline and sometimes they're going to be in like ebbs and flows right sometimes you're going to be more disciplined in others and you're working out sometimes you're going to be more disciplined in others and your eating habits sometimes you're going to be more disciplined than others in your um, bible study in your prayer life in your meditation um, in quiet and alone time in the way that you um you you handle your homemaking or your your you manage your home your household you're going to be more disciplined at certain times but the thing about a routine and the thing that's lovely about it is is that with routines you can always snap and jump back into getting yourself back to that level that you want to be in and then you always have the opportunity to assess look at yourself 
and see where things may be off or where you want to change to go higher and to be better at a higher level. And then you can adjust that way too. <clears throat> but if you are not disciplined, if you do not apply structure, right, then your life is going to be all over the place. You're going to feel stuck sometimes. You're or a lot of times. You're going to feel like you have no direction. You're going to feel like, um, you know, the days are wasted. And I can speak from this because I, I assure you, I have not always practiced what it is that I'm about to tell you. And I'm saying that not of, not out of a place of like, well, I'm saying out of a place of, yes, I've been there too. And yes, I've had my ebbs and flows and my ups and downs too. But one thing that I know is that I can always snap back and get right back into a routine and a ritual and create some habits that are going to move me to the next level and elevate me in my womanhood, in my femininity, in, in, my, um, in me being more valuable to my own self, my family, my home, my husband, and to people all around me and everything that I do. So, yeah, that is really the basis of this conversation. <clears throat> and I think we should just, I, I want to establish that the best way to become disciplined is to become self-aware. And this is episode 19, I think. That That is not something that that is new. This is not a new concept that I'm going, that I'm bringing to you. I'm simply giving it to you in a different way. And you should already know by now that self-awareness is absolutely key. But the only way that you can get self-awareness is if you ask yourself these kind of difficult or um, th these types of questions that are sometimes challenging. So you, you really have to ask yourself, is it hard for me to be consistent, be real with yourself. Keep your do. Do I keep my promises to myself, right? And let's keep it simple. A simple promise to yourself could be that I'm going to work out consistently, doing um, uh, HIT, uh, which is high intensity interval, high intensity interval training, four days a week. But you haven't done that in two weeks and you're just like I'm gonna get back to it you know are you keeping your own promises to yourself and if the answers to those questions aren't <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes I am maybe you need to establish and set some routines and rituals for yourself that you actually enjoy okay and we're going to talk about that really in the podcast that that little part about the enjoy I, I'm gonna get to that in part two because I actually think um that part about enjoying it you, you're gonna have to program yourself to enjoy your routines you're, you're not gonna automatically if this is a routine or this is a habit or this is a ritual 
that you have not been able to put in practice consistently and have not been able to keep that promise to yourself um, regularly, then nine times out of 10, doing it initially is not going to always be enjoyable. But there are certain hacks that you can do that will help you to enjoy those hard, those challenging um, and difficult things um, so that you can stop procrastinating and be about your business, okay? Um, but we're going to probably put that into um, episode or the, the next episode or part two, right? So <clears throat> I am using some words that I know for some people, they may not feel comfortable using, and that's completely okay. Um, and I know a lot of times we, sometimes there are certain words or certain terms that we find to be off-putting because of the way that we've heard it in other contexts and other connotations. And it could be like, ooh, that that doesn't, that sounds like witchcraft, sis. Or, <laughs> you know, and I'm specifically talking about the word ritual. However, one thing about me is I'm always going to be Miss Miriam Webster. So I'm definitely going to do my own due diligence and, you know, researching, doing my definitions um, and really contemplating and meditating. And then, of course, getting my godly advice on how I present things from um, a feminine standpoint from my husband uh, to make sure that I'm giving you information that is credible, important, and that does not go against your personal beliefs. But like I said, if you just personally don't feel comfortable with certain words, I get it. There's no reason that you can't, but um, or there's no reason um, that you that you should try to go out of your comfort zone um, with that in particular. But if you hear me using the words interchangeably, I'm going to tell you why I'm using it. It's just because that's these are things that I have read um, in certain books and taken certain courses and classes with certain coaches, and these words are used interchangeably, and I understand why, and so I'm going to try to hip you to it as well, okay? So first and foremost, first and foremost a routine is a set of sequence, um, is a set sequence of actions regularly followed okay let me say that again a routine is a set sequence of actions that are regularly followed um of a commonplace or repetitious character right this is a you have a repetitious character you do things in a certain sequence right or in a certain order um you do actions in a certain order and you regularly follow that, okay? A ritual is something done in a particular way, okay, each time. That sounds very, very familiar to what we just heard. Um, ritual is an action arising from a specific habit, right? So you, you're, you habitually, you know, every morning you habitually brush your teeth okay um but the ritual is is that or, or the routine is that when you're brushing your teeth you floss before you brush and then you mouthwash some people may not go like that some people may mouthwash floss then brush that's their routine that's their ritual and that's what's going to get them the habit of having like clean teeth right um 
it's another another term or another way to define it is a series of actions or type of behavior regularly um uh followed by someone okay a series of actions or type of behavior that's regularly followed by someone okay so <clears throat> no witchcraft there sis um <laughs> just uh that's the 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 definition there right and they both are kind of interchangeable um so now you know how I'm going to use those words, okay? So ask yourself, what do you do regularly without any thought? And I can give you a couple examples. And I think I actually just did. I gave you one of like brushing your teeth, right? Another thing that we regularly do without any thought is brush our teeth. Uh, excuse me, I said that already. Excuse me, shower. Um, the way that you eat, right? Um going to work and driving to work, how you clean your home, the way that you deal with your, your husband. These are all routines and, and, and rituals that are creating habits in your, in your life and your habits are creating your behavior and your behavior consistently over time creates your character and your character is what is creating your life okay and if you are unsatisfied at all in any portion of your life you have to go all the way back to think about what am I doing consistently what am I not doing consistently and if we really want to bring this down um on a micro level, right? We're going to actually examine our thoughts, right? And the Bible talks about that. You know, God is very clear on the fact that he wants us to examine our own thoughts. He wants us to take a look introspectly so that we can really see who who am I? And I am the sum of my thoughts and my actions and my behaviors, the things that I do all the time. Why do I do what I do? Does it benefit anyone? Is it negatively affecting, <clears throat> excuse me, myself and those around me? And these are the things as you are developing your character to be a highly valuable feminine asset, a feminine woman, um, you're going to need to ask yourself and examine yourself in this sort of way as you never did before. Because the worst thing that could happen is that those around you start examining you and seeing where you're lacking. It, it shouldn't be that way. You know, and and don't get me wrong, as a matter of fact, I will say that it's refreshing when you have relationships with people that are so pure that you're able to receive their, um, I wouldn't call it criticism, um, but we're going to use that word for right now, right? constructive criticism, where you're able to receive constructive criticism, where you're able to receive you know, correction, right? That's that's another term that the Bible uses. So 
when you have those types of relationships where people can say, hey, you know what? I think that you would be much better if you did this. And, and, and I think if you if you did it this way or or if you you know, this would be a much better version of you. Don't don't get mad <laughs> at people when they say things like that. You don't always have to take everybody's um, everybody's criticism and construct, you know, everybody's constructive criticism. But what you can do is really evaluate it and say, is what is what they're saying showing some substance? Now, if that person is your husband and he's letting you know that the way that you are operating isn't in accordance to what he sees or what he deems to be, you know, good for for his woman, you really are going to want to quickly and speedily try to do something to change your habits, change your routines, change your rituals so that you can live up to the standard in which he has set for you, right? And you should want to do that, you know, in, in happiness and joy. And I know it's easier said than done. And I also know that, you know, that thing is really hard, right? As a woman, changing yourself for someone else, it, it's it's very foreign to us, um, especially as black, Latino, and native women, we're basically taught that we don't have to change for anybody. What we got already, we came out as, you know, they say like, what do you bring into the table? We are the table, right? Like, <laughs> you know, there's we're perfect. There's no need for change. There's nothing that we can't do. We're amazing, this, that, and the third. But lo and behold, you have, you know, you're overweight, you have a stink attitude, you don't communicate properly with people, you're always off-putting, you you find yourself not being able to connect with an with other women. You you never can have a good cash flow because you know you're um, always procrastinating or you are fearful of what might be or you're critical of your own self and you just don't believe and have low self-esteem you know you you find yourself in these predicaments <clears throat> excuse me and you you're you don't want to be like that right you don't want to be like that so you do like I said really want to self-examine and look at you know, maybe there is something to what this man is saying or, you know what I mean? Or if in the case that you're single, uh, what my friends are saying or what my parents are saying about me, um, because it could help you in the long run. And as far as marriage is concerned, it will help you in the long run. You know, you may think that you are fine, but in all actuality, it's not fine, sis, <laughs> you know? And so perhaps you need to add more discipline to things that you're practicing, things that you are doing so that you can be that better asset, that better um, valuable help meet, right? That your man desires and requires for you to be. What are some things that you struggle to keep in a routine? And another word, another, another way of saying this is that what are some things that you struggle to be disciplined in? A lot of people will say something as simple as exercising. I struggle in that. I struggle in that. You know, it's very difficult for me to get up and go. I don't know how, you know, people get up. And, I'm going to tell you something. I am 31 weeks pregnant and 
I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but because I have set the routine for myself, because I know what it takes, like I know, I, I have found it to be quite pleasurable while I'm in my workout and after I've done my workout, I, I feel rewarded. I I am very disciplined in in working out. I and and that started before getting pregnant. And now I still feel like a reward. You know, I still feel rewarded. And I I, I think a lot of it is the fact that I can see the end game, right? I can see that over time, you know, compounding over time, doing this same thing over and over and over and over again and being being consistent in it is very rewarding for me and for my baby, right? Um, and so I'm not going to just let procrastination and my own laziness and tiredness and, you know, what what I feel like is exhaustion, you know, um, make me not take care of myself in that sort of way. So that's that's one thing. An- another thing a lot of women struggle with, and uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I, I I would be under the assumption that you believe in God. If you don't, just go ahead and log off and never come back on my um, podcast again. Um, so, but so so there's that. But a lot of us as women, we struggle with staying consistent in our Bible reading, right? And so it's not enough to just you know attend service, you know, um, and and listen to um, teachings and sermons and things like that. It's it's not enough. That's not enough for spiritual renewal and making sure that you are consistently in the spirit of God and his son, Jesus Christ, that that's, that's not enough. You're going to have to do your own reading. You're going to have to go outside of letting other people, you know, tell you this, or you not to say that you're not supposed to have a teacher because you are, what I'm simply saying is, is that you have to do for yourself too. And so we find time to watch ratchet TV. We find time to listen to YouTube videos. We find time to listen to other types of podcasts. Heck, even listen to mine. Like you find time for that, but we don't find time to discipline. Uh, we don't discipline our time rather in ourselves to reading and studying our Bible consistently, you know, and that's something that you have to literally ask yourself, am I being consistent with that? These things that I'm mentioning are fundamentals too. Something else, am I drinking enough water? You know, a lot of women, prior to the gentle beauty movement, everyone knows that I was super heavy in talking about skincare and um, beauty, which is still very big in being a highly valuable woman because skincare, beauty, making sure that you are looking, actually like looking um, beautiful and taking care of yourself, that is something that God wants you to do, right? Um, You know, because the women that came before time, they were not slacking on taking care of themselves, right? We were made by the 
author of beauty, right? By God. And so that's important. And, but a lot of people are relying on makeup and, um, BBLs and all these different things when something as simple as just making sure that you are in taking enough water, right? And just being disciplined with that. Do you realize that just by drinking enough water for yourself, you will lose weight, your skin will be more clear, your bodily functions will will work properly like, you know, um, different, you know, going to the bathroom and stuff like that, um, releasing toxins and things of that nature, and making sure that all of your organs are working properly, just something alone is that that can be very difficult for people. Some people don't like the taste of water, you know, get over it, sis. That's very childish, but (laughs) I'm just saying, no, like, don't, don't, excuse me. Don't at me. Don't come for me. I'm just, you know, (laughs) I'm just a messenger, but things like that, you really have to sit and discipline yourself and make routines sometimes. So for me, one of the things I realized, like right before I was trying to get pregnant, um, I'll never forget, Amir was like, are you even tracking your water? Are you even drinking enough water? Y'all heard how he, you know, he's, 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 he's very, um, he's hard on me, you know, and, and I'm, and I, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But, you know, he'd say like, well, you want to have a baby, but what, what's, what's your eating pattern? You want to have a baby, but what's your working out pattern? What's your, what's your drinking? What's your water drinking? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I I think I was using an app to assist in triggering me to to drink my water and then actually writing it down to at a certain point I didn't I no longer needed to do that and I just just being triggered by the alarm was good enough to make sure that I had drank you know enough water for my my body size right and um we'll get into all of that like to like physical um and and things of that nature and beauty and stuff like that but that's not what this um is about but I'm just making an example you know that we have to be disciplined in doing things like that um another thing that a lot of women struggle and they're not disciplined is their self-care routines okay you know and, and that can be a very vague term, self-care routine. It could be for self-care, it could be that your self-care is you are going through your bill book and you are making sure that all the bills that you said you were going to pay this week when you had that check, that it's paid. You know, um, another uh, thing of self-care, um, a practice of self-care is... Um, and, and, and by the way, that's a habit too, right? You could say, okay, every two weeks I go through my bill book and I check all the stuff off and I feel super good about it. Um, because I know that I'm doing things on time and I'm building my credit and I am responsible and that is a value. And if you are not married, that skill will be a value. If you don't know how to handle your money, um, it's going to be to a detriment to you and to your husband and you are no longer going to be an asset. You will be a liability. So I'm just saying, um, step your game up when it comes to your, your finances and taking care of them and being aware of them. Um, and so, uh, uh, another way of self-care is making sure that your hair is done. 
you know, I I told a few of my girlfriends, I'm like, I don't even think about what my nails look like until I've done something about my hair because your 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 nails are just going to grow and grow like they never really stop but your hair if you are not consistently with a routine taking care of your hair properly your hair will fall out i don't care how beautiful and and long and and and, and thick it if you are not taking care of your hair it will fall out. So, you know, having your hair all over your head, looking all types of crazy. First of all, it's not cute. It's not feminine. And, you know, there's that part of it. But then like, just like, do I give a damn about myself? And also about what 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 my husband is, is looking at. Um, and if you're not married, that's even more of a reason. Actually, I think, I, to be frank, I, I think if you are married, that's even more of a reason, right? Like, why does your husband have to look at you, you know, with a bonnet on your head and a head covering on your head for weeks on end because you haven't done anything about the way that you look? I have to take a sip of water, y'all. Hold on. So those are just some examples, self-care routines, okay? Um so I'll I'll just be candid with y'all. For me, when I was in my first trimester, I pretty much lost all of myself. My my routines went to the drain. My normal way of doing things, like everything, just kind of st- it's almost like I had like an out of body experience, and I just became something completely different. It, it, everything it got so bad after like forsaking my discipline and my routines and normal rituals that I usually do for day and night that I was going to bed. Sometimes I wouldn't go to bed till like two o'clock in the morning. Um, I'd be sleeping on the couch because I was watching TV. I would wake up late and I'd be binge watching Netflix and just laying on the couch. I, I was literally doing that for months. That's why y'all didn't see me. <laughs> you know, for a long time, I stopped creating content. I just didn't care. And it was sprung onto me by tra- by change. And w- what I want to point out here is that we are triggered when when something in our lives change, right? That's a trigger to either completely forsake our discipline and our routines or to start new ones. At that point, because of how sick I was, I should have been starting new ones. I should have been creating new routines. I should have, you know, gave myself some grace and said, you know what? I'm not feeling very good. So I may not be able to do my workouts um, like I want to, but you know what? I can go for a walk for five minutes or 10 minutes. And then after I go for my walk, I can lay down again for another hour and then I can get up and then I can read my Bible, right? For 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And then I can lay back down because the first trimester, for those that have been pregnant, y'all already know, it is very exhausting. You are so fatigued. You are so tired. You are literally feeling drained. I, I I felt like I could do nothing but 
because I felt like I could do nothing, I did nothing. I never challenged myself. I never even tried. And so for months, it was just nothing. Just, I was just one big nothing. (laughs) Excuse me. Literally just sitting on the couch. And it was like something inside of me said, you need to get up and do something. But I'm telling y'all, it took me a long time to finally get back to what I thought was a good routine for me. I'm still not at that point that I would love to be at, but I don't think I'm going to get back to that old me because that old me didn't have a baby. That old me wasn't making a baby, you know, (laughs) that, that this is a new chapter that I'm in. So I'm going to have to, instead of, you know, being triggered by my change and just stopping completely, I'm going to have my change help me to figure out what is a good routine and ritual for me, for my baby and for my husband. You know, um, you, you, you're, and, and like I said, I, I had to give myself, um, some grace, right? I hindsight looking in now, like, like I said, I could have, you know, done something for five minutes and then rested again for 30 and then done something again for five or 10 minutes and then rested again for 30. But I did it. And so I think now when God, you know, blesses us again, hopefully with another child that I'll kind of know what to do. Um, although I'm, I'm sure that's going to be even more difficult cause I'll probably at that point have a toddler. Um, but in all in all, as we're disciplining ourselves and as we're recreating new routines and rituals for ourselves, being consistent in things and keeping the promises to ourselves, you have to give yourself some grace. Okay. Um, but like I said, how do you snap, you know, out of that moment of being triggered and, 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 and spiraling down? How do you get unstuck? you are going to have to, again, ask yourself certain questions. One of the biggest things I always like to ask myself if I see myself not being um, or not not portraying what it is that I want to see, I say, Shoshana, who do you want to be in, in one year? What, is, what does that look like? Who is she? What are her values? Who, what does she stand for? How, how, what is her character like? Do people even like her? Does her husband like her? Do, do you like her? What is she wearing? How does she smell? How does she talk? What's her mindset? What's her bank account look like? And these are things that you ask yourself, how do I want, how, how does that person look in a year? Now, how does she look in two years? Now, how does she look in five years? And so you paint that picture of who you want to be. And we're not talking about just aesthetically, right? Like surfacely, we're talking about an internal job. Who is it that, like, what does that, what is a valuable woman from a year's time look like to you as yourself? What does she do every day? How does she move in her day? Then you have to model and become that. 
So what routines would she have? What rituals would she portray? What habits form her behavior? What is her character? Your, your, your first attempt, you know, at trying to create these rituals, because it'll, it'll be a lot, will probably be a fail. <laughs> you know, because your normal ritual has been maybe laziness, maybe procrastination, maybe just relaxing. But at some point in time, you're going to have to go outside of your comfort and you're going to have to do hard-ish. Doing things like establishing routines and rituals is sometimes a challenge um, because sometimes we take the doing hard-ish we, we go a little bit too hard <laughs> in doing the hard-ish because we want to do it all at once, right? So as I ask you these questions, and I think they're very important, as I ask you these questions about what is what is the um, elevated you do, right? Where, where does she go? How does she do things? What's her attitude like? How's her spirit? How does she speak? What's her character? You know, who is she speaking with? You know, how is her relationship with her husband? How is her relationship with her children? As you are painting this picture, you're going to notice that this woman probably does this, 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 that, that, that. And these things are vastly different than what you're currently doing. So then because you think this is a sprint and not a marathon, you are going to try to do all of those things at once. Pro tip. That is not possible. <laughs> that is not possible. Like I said, doing hard things um, is, is, it can be a challenge because you want to do too much at once. I have been reading um, for quite some time. Y'all give me some grace. Like I told y'all, I was going through some things. I've been reading Atomic Habits um, and it taught me about something that I think is a tool that you can use when creating new routines and new rituals, um, which does create new habits and behaviors for yourself. And that's compounding small habits in, in, in your routines over time, right? <clears throat> so what does that look like? A small change, right, to your daily routine would be, let's use working out, right? It's always very easy. Let's use that. If you are working out, um, you, 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 you want to lose. The big goal is, is that Shoshana in one year is 100 pounds lighter, right? Okay? Uh, I don't need to be that light because then I'll, I, I, I will look crazy. Because I've only gained 30 pounds, y'all. Hey. <laughs> but it feels like a million. But anyway, so let, let's just say, I, let's say you want to lose 50 pounds, okay? You want to use the Shoshana in the future in one year's time is 50 pounds lighter. So in order for me to do that, I'm like, you know what? I need to go hard. I need to do keto. I need to do four days of 
HIT, which is high intensity, high intensity interval training. Um, I need to do four days a week of that. And um, I need to intermittent fast. Okay. That all sounds wonderful. But can it all be done at once? Probably not. And more times than not, when we do that to ourselves, we're literally setting up ourselves for failure. What, what, what you do when you do that, you're literally ushering in the strong black woman syndrome. The strong black woman syndrome is I can do all, I can be all, and, and I think I can have it all. To a certain extent, you probably can have, quote unquote, it all, but you can't do it all. Like, that's impossible. You can do something, but you can't do it all. And you can't do it all at once. I'll I'll, I'll rephrase it like that. You can do it all, but you can't do it all at once. It's too much of a shock. And that's why when women take on that um, strong black woman syndrome that I can do it all at once, we become, hmm, for lack of better words, bitches. We become, hmm. We have strong attitudes that are very off-putting. Our character becomes very stank. Nobody wants to be around us. That's not the epitome of a high-value woman. Now you just got an attitude because you trying to do all this stuff. You can't do it all. You probably want to blame somebody about how the fact that you can't do it all. You can't do it all because you have other responsibilities. And you're blaming your other responsibilities on why you can't do it all with this one thing that you want to do, which reality and life set in prior to whatever goal it was that you had, you have responsibilities as a wife. You have responsibilities to help that man as a friend. You have responsibilities to be to help your friends be accountable and to be there for them and support them. You may have responsibilities in your church because you are, you know, in certain committees or whatever the case may be. And you have responsibilities of being there, of being reliable. And so, no, you're not going to be able to do three, four or five things all at once because you're going to be overwhelmed. And now those other things that you had to do prior to this new thing, you are lacking in it and you have a bad attitude. So the best thing to do is to learn how to compound small habits. So instead of trying to do all of those things, why don't you say to yourself, you know what? I know that ideally I will need to intermittent fast. And I know that ideally I need to do four days a week of high intensity interval training. And ideally I know that I need to do a low carb diet, but I know that for the sake of giving myself some grace and wanting to actually succeed in this, because I know that it's not going to be an instant gratification. I'm going to have to work hard. Discipline is hard work. Discipline is not always easy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to incorporate one thing out of that whole thing. So I'm not going to do four days a week of hit. I'll do one day, one day a week of hit, and then I'll do the rest of my rest of those day, those days, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I'll go for a, a light jog for 30 minutes or I'll go for a brisk walk for 30 minutes because that's maybe all I can really do without, you know, giving up the ghost <laughs> as I'm, as I'm, as I'm strolling. So you, you have to look at things and say, okay, that's a small thing. I'm, I'm going to do that for a whole month. And as I continue to do that thing for a whole month, wow, I've been consistent one whole month doing my thing. And I, I feel good enough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put two days, I'm going to put two more days in it. You have month two and now you, you two days into, to, to your hit and you feeling good. You got two days of hit, two days of walking. You feel good. You, and now you're starting to feel the change in your clothes. So then after another month, you're like, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and do this, do this low carb thing. Okay. So I'm going to completely eliminate bread out of my diet. All right. White bread. You got to, you got to go. You got to wheat white bread. You got to get, get the hell on. And now you're seeing even better results because you believed in yourself, right? You were consistent in that thing. <clears throat> One of the things about confidence is that confidence is simply believing believing in yourself because you have been consistent in keeping your word to yourself over and over and over and over again. Like I am confident in creating content for this podcast because I have done this. This is my 19th podcast. I've done it over. And before that, I had another podcast where I had like 10 episodes. So this is not, this is not new, like not new to me. I feel quite confident in putting this out because I know what I'm doing because I've done it before. Time after time after time after time. And I get better every single time. I know what I'm doing. I know how to produce it. I know how to edit. I know how to promote it over time, over time, over time. And that's how you have to be. You have to implement something for whatever it is, whether that's your, 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 your um, Bible reading or your exercise, or maybe you're, you're trying to work on your business um, and you're focusing on one small thing each month to get you to where you need to get to. You're doing this over time, over time, over time, over time, over time, and you're literally creating confidence that you can, in fact, do this thing because you do it, right? You, you, you're actually making this a habit. You are disciplining yourself to do this thing. And it's amazing how that's how you build your behaviors and your character. Um, I'm going to stop right there. I have more to say, but we're going to get that into part two. So I'm going to keep y'all on your edges. <laughs> keep y'all on your edges. I'm going to keep y'all at the edge of your seat. Um, and uh, hopefully you got something out of this and you're, I've, I've got you to think a little bit, you know, conceptually wise about why creating you know, actually sitting down and creating routines is important, but learning how to create them so that they don't 
tire you out and you actually complete that thing, right? Um, by compounding small um, habits over time, okay? So I hope you learned something. I hope this was valuable to you. And uh, Lord willing, I will talk to y'all next week. Peace, love, and hair grease, honey. (laughs) All right, y'all. Bye.